I'm not trying to compare coronavirus to AIDS. Oh, well, that kind of looked like that might be what you're trying to do. I was trying to show you a map of the AIDS cases over the course of the last 30 to 40 years and where they're centralized so that we they're can... centralized around highly populated areas so then shouldn't the high same highly populated areas be used as a historical precedent and say okay now that we're dealing with a new global pandemic odds are these same areas that spread the first pandemic are likely spreading hubs for this one no why because they're spread differently one you could argue is behavioral okay uh, and the other one is not that I, I, I disagree because I believe the common behavioral um, correspondence is not necessarily sexual orientation. It's negligence or selfishness. But it's still behavioral. Like you have to you would have to have uh, essentially been a part of a certain behavior to have been most at risk. Well, did you hear about the thousands that attended the gay festival in Miami? You mean spring break? (laughs) Touche, sir. Touche. That is a perfect way to start this episode because we got to make some light of the situation, right? Absolutely. Welcome to Meandering, episode 20. M20, which I looked up on Google, is not a gun. Uh, Maybe it is now because uh, they're designing guns left and right these days. But it is a pill. I forgot what it did. But all of our episodes, like running through the mid-180s, 170s, they're all either pills or guns if you stick an M at the beginning of them. Nice. We're in good company. Yeah, pills and guns. Let's do it. (laughs) The segue from spring break is interesting because... Well, if you didn't know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic officially now. Yeah. And that's probably why we're here with an extra episode of Meandering as well. Yeah. I mean, some of the things I would normally be doing, I'm not doing. Uh, and I think even yourself, probably, we both have a little bit more free time. So might as well crank out some extra episodes here. Our bowling league got canceled last night for the remainder of the season, or in- indefinitely is the word, well, is they, the sugar coating. They said four weeks, and uh, the emails today were amusing, honestly. Um, <laughs> but uh, they were, they're asking, it was interesting because they were asking for a vote on whether or not, you know, we had four options. And when you vote one way, uh, you have somebody coming back and saying, why are you doing that? This person said this, and it's like, ah, All then the, why are we voting? The bureaucracy and the politics of of the bigger spectrum are clearly highlighted in detail if you ever join a bowling league out there. Like, well, they bring you into closed-door meetings, and they assign roles as treasury, as senior ambassador. Why? Well, it's just part of running the league i guess in in our league that has a small amount of teams maybe not as important but in a bigger league you probably need those that's sort of a leadership uh that's has certain responsibilities yeah and then we get emails uh asking us which which option we prefer now that the league is postponed and i didn't see the option for the shit ain't coming back <laughs> i i didn't see an option for yeah, they shit ain't option. coming back well, I had an option to end the league as of last night, which is the one that I voted for. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> Why? Well, they're saying we're on a four-week delay, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
if we come back, uh, well, in four weeks from now, we may have to take another vote because we may not, the bowling alley might not be open in four weeks. Yeah, according to the president, we, this, this yeah. is going through July, August now. And then, so, not you know, there, there's a chance. Not April. There's a chance that, um, no one knows that yet, but uh, there's a chance that, you know, you have to vote again over something like this when, when uh, you should probably just look at it and go, well, this season's finished. We've already been bowling for like 28 weeks yeah, or something seriously. crazy. Let's just uh, end the league now. My arm's about to fall off. But um, we'll save the the deep diving of bowling, bowling. some <laughs> other time. Maybe when we get Heather back, uh, who was on our last episode. Big thanks to Heather and Maggie for joining us for that episode. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I still have not put out the uh, side movie episode that we recorded because, well, the movie industry doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah. The movie industry is falling apart, and unfortunately, Mad Mags is not going to the movies anytime soon. No, but we should still have some filler content because we're not all... At some point, we can't all be consumed with every day, nothing but news. You're right. After news, after news, or podcast after podcast of coronavirus. I mean... I I think that eats at people, honestly. It eats at me a little bit. It drives me a little bit insane, a little bit each day. It's and, interesting uh, that you look at it that way. I look <clears throat> at it in, in the silver lining. I do believe that the more informed you are of something like this, the more prepared you are for any outcome. Because the outcome right now is so up in the air, and there are question marks abound, the options you have are sit at home and keep it out of sight, out of mind. Sit at home and watch the president on a daily basis and his group of some qualified individuals. And let's be honest, some of them are just yes men who are nodding at every single word that he says with smiles on their faces as if they really believe him for good posturing and good presentation. Option C is you spend a little bit of time doing your own independent research and then comparing it to what you're hearing from the mainstream to see where everything jives. And then the other option is you get ahead of it all and you set the, you, you set the bar for what you will accept as sound, reasonable statistics and reporting from the sources that you've come to realize in the last 20 years have been full of shit. Maybe, but that's, I mean, there's only so much that I can take in a day. I brought up. There's only so many press conferences. There's only so many articles. I I don't care. Uh, you should see, I you just should see one of care. my work from home days because I do dedicate a, a good amount of time to actually getting my, my job that, and the requirements that I have to get out of the way. But once it's there or even on my lunch break, especially during my lunch break, there's press conferences from conferences from every governor in every state and some mayors of major cities, one after the other after yeah. the other, concurrent. They're all coordinated. They're all intercoordinated because they all have the same tone to them. They well, all have just, the same dialogue. They're all taking the, the playbook. The same cues, correct. Yes. Which lets me know that some people are getting shysted in this because not every region of the country is getting the governors on the same timeline talking about the same things. This reminds me of like that room in the haunted house or, or the Temple of Doom, um, Indiana Jones, where he gets in and then the walls are caving in on him. We're in the middle of the country, so it feels almost as if the impetus on when it hits us in the Midwest 
is sort of tempered right now, and the main focuses are the coast cities, the West Coast specifically. Well, that's where most of the population is, though. Yes, but don't you think advising the entire country as like a same flat guidance, and they're kind of doing that, they're trying to, but all that keeps being regurgitated is wash your hands, social distancing, and if you feel sick, don't go out. I hate the word social distancing. <laughs> In two days, I'm so burned out on social distancing. But anyway, sorry, it's, it's, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's a hot term. And yeah. it's it's being run with by meme generation and who's saying, oh, I've been social distancing for 10, 20 years. Like, good. Uh, there was a reason why we social distance you. <laughs> but, <laughs> Possibly. but you don't have a choice now. I'm, I'm tired of that terminology as well. What I'm going with is that the United States... 50 states, right? 50 states, okay. yes, sir. Sorry. If you didn't know, Sasha is Canadian, but I do know my geography, and I I'm do Texan, know that there are 50 states. Flat. Morgan's Texan. Tried and true. Yeah. Good. Born and bred. Born and bred. Raised. Tried and true. Yeah. Don't mess with Texas. Don't no. tread on me. All of these, All of these colloquial sayings that make so much more sense now that I've gotten to know. <laughs> <laughs> In general... I've seen a very unsophisticated approach to handling this as a country. That's just because the guy who speaks for the country is an unsophisticated person. But why are we... I asked this multiple episodes ago, I think. Why why have we been conditioned to rely on that guy to inform us? We're not. That's just how perception comes on, I think. So then you kick into the the different ways that you can tackle this that I just alluded to. The problem is if you don't listen to Trump and if you don't tune into the daily discussions that they're having, which I, I get it are, are so behind and so elementary. They're not even funny. Uh, it's literally, you can fast forward to the Anthony Fauci segments and listen to what he has to say. And he's then actually move on. starting to drive me a little crazy he is now. too, because he's becoming so redundant. Yeah. They probably pulled him back and they said, look, Anthony, you, you got to be on board with us because you, you, you're letting this but this is escalate how you, too quickly. He's the <clears throat> guy who created the toilet paper runs. I mean, he did. Why do you think he did? I guess I haven't looked into the toilet paper run, but what a ridiculous... If you if you ever need evidence as to why a government cannot tell its people that aliens exist, you are seeing it play out right before your eyes. All of a sudden, for no reason, there's no toilet paper in stores. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard or seen. I mean, I'm a person who has zero faith in humanity, and this surprised me. It's fight or flight at the end of the day, right? I, it is. It's lizard brain kicking in. Lowest common denominator. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. It's so like, why does it surprise you? I, what I did you know. expect lowest common denominator to I, do? You know, there are people that, you know, you don't think that that don't so, think that way, but get swept up in the mania or the, uh, the, the manic portions of the moment. It's like when you're in the grocery store and you weren't thinking about getting it and you see everybody with it. You start FOMO. to think, am I missing it's something? FOMO. Yeah, fear of missing yeah. out. I'm missing something. I need to. I don't know why they're getting it. I, I got to get it. Uh, and then you start to see pictures online. Shelves are empty. Oh my god! I got to run and go to my local store and get it because added FOMO. If I don't get it, then I won't be able to get it later. And it's just uh, you. It's disappointing, honestly. With but I guess I underestimate the. Uh, the way that people get caught up in the moment of that stuff and get drug into doing something they probably 
in a normal situation would never do. Well, you definitely did include uh, my situation in there, which is you show up to the store and you have your list of items that you do want to get. But then you look online and you see the toilet paper craze that's going on. And then your brain says, how much toilet paper do I have at home? And then it says, I got enough for about a week. Okay, normally, under normal conditions, that's plenty. No ifs, ands, or buts. Um, but in this case, it's going to be a lot of buts. A lot of buts. <laughs> a lot of buts in the house for a it's long time. Freaking terrible joke. It wasn't a I joke. can't believe I laughed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good time to laugh at bad jokes. We started the show with that because the tone out there is escalating quickly, in my opinion. And I think that's okay, because I wanted the tone to be where it's at now, weeks ago. So I knew that this was coming in the pipeline. I'm already prepared for this tone. I'm prepared for the worst-case scenario, which we've discussed off mic, may have nothing to do with the virus, in my opinion, but we'll get to that a little later. I hope not. You hope we don't get to it, or you right. hope that it, I'm not right? I hope we don't get to it. I hope I'm it. not right about that one, too, sir. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let me just briefly introduce that. No, just for, no, what else is next? Just let me briefly introduce that. You know what happened? Social conditioning. Wait a second. They closed Lone Star Park, bro. Mm-hmm. Lone Star Park for two weeks is closed. Uh, For two weeks right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be closed for six. Uh, I don't know about that. To eight, to 12, however long it takes for Lone other Star things. Lone Star Park. Yeah. I can't do my Saturday routine. I know. You can't lift. I made lift. like $900 last week at the track. You can't lift. You can't have fun. Well, you got to go home and spend time with your significant I, other. You know, that's that's funny you say that. Somebody else said that too. Oh, now you can spend more time with my wife. I spend plenty of time with my wife. My wife and I spend a lot of time together. Now you get to spend more time with your wife. Probably not. She has her Saturday routine with her friends that's not going to get interrupted by this. You better interrupt it. How many friends does she get with? Oh, two, three, four. I don't look. It's if only every, a matter if, of time. Look, if, it's only a matter of time before listen, we if, limit gatherings if you had, to under five. Well, if you had people in February getting this socially at parties, which you, we know what? we have, then people in February were getting this in the states more. Then, then you know, right? <sighs> I wish somebody would have. Then you know that everybody already has it, and it's already everywhere what? around. So just wait. People Reopen f- shit back up in four people weeks, People in please. February in the U.S. were getting this? Yeah. Who said that? Like, where, what source? Name your sources. Uh, Fox News. <laughs> How about meandering episode 13? How about meandering 14, 15? Yes, you are right. The United States had 500 to 1,000 cases the second that there was a mass exodus from Wuhan. Yeah, the moment planes started landing. Yes, and the second that the cases started flowing in Italy, all the tourists there. We talked about Fashion Week going on in Milan. We talked about all the events that were taking place. It was Chinese New Year. It was Fashion Week in Milan, Fashion Week in Paris. Thousands of, or not thousands, but dozens of film festivals going on in the European circuit at that time. Lord knows how many large sporting events with outsider um, or foreign tourism involved as well. All of that was going on up until late first week of March in the U.S., up until about 10 days ago. Right. So the damage has been considerably done. It's done. Okay. It's flowing. And, and you know, everybody's going to talk about it ramping up. And it, and it probably still will ramp up here a little bit. 
And especially when no, it comes... No, it definitely will, because your hospitals aren't into pre-phase yet of, of Well, they people. should be, right? Because if this has been in the United States since, say, February, the mid middle of February, then we're a month into this now. No, no, we just said, uh, yeah, mid to late February. Yeah, we're so we're a month into this now. So you're seeing your preliminary cases, which are in the low hundreds. Which should have started within the first five to seven days. Which it did. You saw people were, were it, diagnosing those but cases. But now we're, we're three at, weeks into that, so we're... We're, we're, we're 5,000 cases three weeks into it. Well, that's only because of the testing, right? If we had mm. a million tests to go, we would be at way more, as you would say, we would be way more positive tests. Right. The, the testing is the hard part to figure out of this. I believe that we certainly had corona tests in late February and mid-February. We did not have tests in mass quantities in mid to late February in the U.S., but we certainly had... Under 5,000 tests. That's what I'm saying. You're going to see a ramp up, but it's not really a ramp up. Yeah, it's catch up. It's catch up. The ramp up comes as Anthony Fauci. Right now. No way. The ramp up is right now. No way. The the ramp up is is hopefully, if you take the advice of of what a guy like Anthony Fauci is saying, hopefully is being mitigated by the circumstances that we're taking now. I don't believe that 80% of the country has to get this. I think it can be 20 to 40% compared to the estimations, I, I which are 40 to 60. Yeah, I think that hope is out the window. With the Damn, way that this... You sound, you sound like I, me I a sound month like ago. You. And that's only because the more and more stuff you read about people who have it, and the more and more people that come positive that are asymptomatic of it, there's just no way you're going to completely stop it. We're a year away from 100% of the population essentially having it at some point. In time, I don't think that that can ever occur because I think there's a natural immunity to this, perhaps. That's what I'm saying. That's why I've said from the beginning there's something that we're missing um, because there's, to me, there just seems to be too many people that are asymptomatic. Like this has been flowing around or for something months. similar to this has been flowing around for a while. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't really know until we started having super sick people that were uh, going to ICU units, right? Well, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that the Chinese uh, did unofficially, in my opinion, again, that's just on, on our show here, we're allowed to speculate with our opinions, and my opinion on the matter was that seeing 1.3 flu cases in a November-December 2019 time span versus 680,000 in November-December 2018, that's a significant rise for no real reasons that have been explained again it's the chinese government that but, does happen but you're right but that is a significant you're rise right. it's it's a doubling of flu cases to to which you can go either way you can say they had no idea what was happening or they could say they knew exactly what was occurring and they needed to hide the not hide it yeah hide it for as long as possible until the world found out about it possibly now if we go deeper into Sasha's brain of why they did that, then I'm saying that it was a sort of loosely organized world understanding that this was occurring and that every country that was impacted in advance was doing it to a degree, including the United States, to where if they had a significant, you know, going into these last two flu seasons, I, I did find them a little strange with the media, not the media attention, but the way the media spun the flu. This is going to be the worst strain. And this year we're dealing with strain A and strain B. If you dig down, that happens every year. But it's never really, 
like front page news or on life science articles. Well, perhaps you were just now becoming aware of it, and it's always been that way. But in order for in me to opinion, become aware of it, in my opinion, it's always been that way. I, this year was no different from any previous year, from my point of view. Well, I consider myself someone who tries to stay informed as 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 abrupt no ab- as abreast on You're current events. You're also 10 years younger than I am, and I can understand where I was 10 years ago, and I probably wouldn't have been noticing stuff like this. What, that there were were variant strains of the flu happening within the same flu season? Yes. You're telling me that's been going on for a long time. Very long time. On, and, a, and the flu on a mainstream shot, level. Yes, very long time. And every year, the flu shot that, you, that they put out there, the vaccine they put out there, is just for the strain they believe is going to be most common. But you look at the Molotov cocktail of all that, and, and even the anti-vaxxer movement, and the way that that uh, thing is gaining traction and attention, this is almost like a precipice sort of event for this. It, it's, it is the result of a series of, of buildups. As far as the political views on it, the agendas, the resolutions for it, we're, we're not. I'm not trying to get so far ahead of this to to where I'm, I'm trying to decide like what happens with the anti-vaxxer movement if if you know Corona ends up rearing its head around every flu season and then it's like, do you want to go through this every year or are you going to let us stick a needle in, yeah, in your arm? And don't you feel a little bit that that may turn out to be that way once if there's it does then i'm gonna think it's str- strategic to get rid of the anti-vaxxers i'm not for the anti-vaxxers so i i, I disagree with them well, what if they're just strategic well what if they're thorns in the side of of the general health of the american so we, public so we come up with this whole worldwide pandemic for anti-vaxxers not just this goes back to um knocking out 500 birds with one stone this is like Page 25 of what a pandemic gets done. Something like this will only make anti-vaxxers dig in. This will not get rid of them. This will not change their mind. They will not change their position. I think the threat of death and fear gets in gets across to people. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I mean, they're on purpose not getting inoculated for the measles, which is 18 times more um, contagious than this is. It's not. It's not deadly. The measles. Oh, you don't think you don't think the, Well, we'd have to look that up, but I guarantee you, it's far greater, especially to the young population in this country, uh, of what uh, could possibly happen. Polio, the same thing. These are major, major things. Well, if you're not getting your polio vaccination, and like none of the anti-vaxxers are doing, it's not eradicated, sir, and it will make a resurgence, and it will come back. You, you haven't killed the polio virus or what causes polio. You've just given yourself a shot so that uh, you don't, you'll never get polio. We figured out a way to do it from that way. According to just a, a quick Google search, this isn't looking at the specific age demographics quite yet. We'll leave it uh, at the baseline or we can dig into it, whatever. Uh, it's 0.2. So it's in line with the flu. Uh, it's 0.2% mortality rate for measles. Uh, that says the case fatality rate is approximately 15%. And 
and some of the residual neurological damage oh, that yeah. occurs. So, 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 but, so but unre- that's the thing. It's residual so, damage to your brain that never happens, which Corona is okay, not doing. Okay, so are we going to? But it also includes all of the other residual effects uh, as well. So, eight six percent of the people that get measles die of pneumonia. So, if we're going to go by the book here, okay, are we saying that every pneumonic death in the next six months is attributed to coronavirus? No, we're not. But what I'm saying is, coronavirus is not here to get the anti-vaxxers out. They'll dig in. But if it that's can, way worse. It's like page twenty-five of the "What good can a global pandemic do for us?" No one is thinking on those terms except you, my the friend. The Club of Rome is thinking on those terms. They are not either. Do you know about the Club of Rome? I don't care about the we, Club of Rome. We're gonna have a Club of Rome dedicated episode someday because they're the group that's been meeting in, in Switzerland. Not the Bohemian Grove guys, not the political elitist guys. The Club of Rome has been meeting in Switzerland with Lone some financial Lone Star leader. Park, bro. Lone Star Park closed. You're just trying to shift. Try to shift subjects real quick from Club of Rome. They're the group of political leaders and elitists that meet every year in Switzerland to discuss the largest global scale human issues and how they can be tackled on a year to year basis. They've been doing it since like the mid 70s, 1976. They're a Wikipedia article away from you being at least more informed than you are from me telling you about them right now. We will dedicate an entire episode to them in the future, but there are groups on this planet that greatly benefit from the litany of uh, side effects that can be tackled during times like this you never have all of the people of i would say what 40 to 60 percent of the global population right now is in some form of of isolation or i don't know if it would be that many well, seven and a half billion. You got to think most of Europe at this well, stage. Well, China is no longer really I know, locked down. So you take down. three billion, but they have been at some point. So by the by, I don't by know the much, time it's all said much and of done, the African continents necessarily locked down, or South America or Central America. Well, I they don't, don't lock down for hemorrhagic fevers and uh, things with mortality rates in the eighties. So Maybe. I'm not expecting them to lock down over this. Okay. So, but what I'm saying is, you can't say sixty percent of the Earth's population, bro. But anyway, go ahead. I think 60% of the Earth's population will have been locked down mm. by coronavirus. But we're not locked down. down. Sure we are. How are we locked down? We, we are have free to go anywhere we want. We can't go, can't go get to a restaurant. A, can't go to a gym. I sure can. I went to a restaurant for lunch today. Uh, and I can still go to a restaurant and I can get, get carry out and I can get delivery to my house. So how am I locked down? So I can't go sit in a restaurant so I'm locked down because I can't sit in a restaurant. Yeah. I still go to the grocery store and walk around. You can, which I believe is just terrible, terribly implemented. I can still go to a park. Terribly implemented again. If you're in a big group of people, you should not go to a park. I saw a group of uh, like six or seven golf carts on a private (laughs) golf course right down the street from us here just cruising along. I'm like, I I could literally feel the coronavirus in that <laughs> in that group it's because you already have of it. golfers no i don't yeah and if i did i had it a long time ago it's very possible very possible uh i mean like i said i'm pretty sure all of us have been exposed at some point already then what the hell is it i mean it is what it is i'm asking you what it what is it's what is it's it like having a cold it's Having a slight fever, and if you're old, you're in trouble. Not buying okay. it. 
Did you was it you that referred to this as the culling or a culling event? It could be. I, What's wrong I have with no problem with mother way? mother nature taking out the old. And well, she's specifically target targeting the old. I what mean, if she's specifically targeting psyches? Certain psyches. She's not she's not concerned about all that. Mm. What if the future of this planet natural selection wise can only be sustained with certain psyches no 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 so what if we talk about idiocracy a lot what if in 50 years idiots aren't allowed well how do you get there then our population would die how do you get there you don't you're never going to get there. How do you cull? How do you, uh, what's the word? The thing is, is culling is not a permanent thing. It's a temporary thing. Right. But what if it's nonstop temporary things up to that point? What if this is the start of nonstop events like this? Are you okay with a, with, are you okay with a world where that is happening? Are you okay with a world where status quo shifts so drastically that it is... The invert, the inversion of what it That's used to be. That's taking it a step way too far, right? What do you mean? There's going to be a virus every year that's new? No, it's not necessarily a virus. It's just larger scale events that we have to deal with that we've... Well, then give me an example of a larger scale event. You know me. I do not deal with general statements like large scale events. Okay. That, mean, that could mean a billion things, literally. Okay, so the NEO project at uh, NASA, the Near Earth Object Research program kicked off in like the late 90s it was the first time we really had the technology to start tracking the thousands of asteroids and loose rocks that are that are free falling towards our planet some of them some of them explode in the atmosphere etc etc for the last two to three years now this is news that i won't let you say yeah that's always been there maybe the rocks and the asteroids have always been there but the news certainly hasn't the knowledge that the rocks are there is new Yes. Okay. Uh, not not only the knowledge, the publications of the rocks being there and maybe being close events to coming into contact with this planet or making it through the atmosphere are new. You can't almost go week to week without reading a story of an asteroid that has been discovered that is a threat somewhere down the road or will pass close to Earth, or you, if you go out of your window at this time at night and you pull out your telescope, you'll be able to see it fly by, etc., etc. It's like the, um, there's also the same vibes with the moons and all that. Ten years ago, nobody gave a shit about a blood-red alpha moon. Now there's blood-red super alpha moons, and there's variations of the moons that are paid so much attention to because they are newsworthy events. There is a demographic that is in, interested in them. Yeah, this is, okay, so this is just human beings from get-go, from day one, right? Entire ancient civilizations are built uh, built specifically in alignment with the stars. We have always had a fascination with what is in our night sky. Yes, human beings So, have, but mainstream media has not. Well, I mean, mainstream media, how long has it been around? 50 to 60 years. And once they start to latch on to what we're interested in, they start feeding it to us. This is not some, some, this, they didn't come out and go, oh, 
We need to start telling everyone about these things. They realized people were interested in them, and so find more stories to show you. Yeah, we haven't been hit by a single asteroid, well, other than the Tunguska well, event uh, in well, we have meteor we have meteor showers time. every year. But there's never been like a... In fact, we have them at specific times. There's two events. I don't recall them right off the top of my head, but one of them is in August. Every year, we have a meteor shower event. There's never been a an event, a cataclysmic-like event with asteroids involved in the history of, of our like modern world. Okay. In, in a populated area. If there was one, well, how would we be groomed to prepare for that? Would we even be told about it? Would it be deep impact? Would it be Armageddon? Would it be a mixture of both? Would it be something completely different? Uh, well, it would be life as usual, probably. Because as you can see right now, if you told somebody that, full-blown panic would go on. So it would be just life as normal, and no one would say anything about anything. It would just let it go. Why would the Burger King employee want to go to work at Burger King? Because he doesn't know. Life is normal. It's happening as usual. But some people would know. Yeah. And you can't keep a secret that big. Probably not. At some point it would get out. So that's what I'm saying has occurred with the coronavirus. Is what? Is that it's been a long time coming and... The secret got out, and there was no containing it. So let's invent a virus and spread it through China to cover up the fact that an asteroid's going to hit the world. Dang, no, not at all. But I'm glad you mentioned that. We'll, we'll, no, what I'm saying is the coronavirus deal was known within governments for some, some time. There is legitimacy and merit to the viral aspect of the virus itself. It is a real virus. No if ands, or buts. I just think there's more going on. Of course you do. That, that is that's your that's complete, but it's completely removed from the pandemic. It's bigger news than the pandemic. So the pandemic is created for these reasons. The release Lone of Star Park, bro, <laughs> shut down. Lone Star Park. Is that like a... Is that a safe word? <laughs> I'm is just telling you, it has impacted me, man. I know. That, it's so funny. People only care about the shit that impacts them. And they've, they've rescheduled the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. The Kentucky Derby. They canceled the NBA season. They've canceled our bowling league. Well, they've just delayed it. You know what? I'm not upset about anything. None of it. Some of us have waited for the opportunity to look at the ins and outs of the societal infrastructure and say, okay, how can we improve this once everything comes back online? If we have one to eight months to figure it all out, why shouldn't we figure out better ways of doing it? If like the whole why? shit is shut down, why just kick it all back to the way it was before? Who are we who are we rewarding if we do that? If we just kick back like the president says What do you think's gonna happen? That's a broad question. I uh, sorry, sir, you can't ask me yes. broad questions like yes, that. Yes, everything will go back one hundred percent to the way who it was. Who does that before? reward? That that's that rewards the sheep that rewards the general population. Perhaps. 
No. That's just the way life is. No, it's not. Because the general population is going from infant to five-year-old with this. No, they're going from five-year-old to infant with this. How? They're regressing. They're not progressing because a panicking, dumb human being is not growing mentally. Survivalist skills will kick in eventually. We're in week one, America. If this goes on for eight to 12 weeks... It's not the they same. will not get smarter. It's not I hate rainbows to tell and you. unicorns. It's not. It's not somebody hopping on their social media, singing a song, and making fun, and watching a John Legend concert in eight weeks. Are get you not watching all the, the dumb moon memes that are going on right now, we and are, all the stupidity that's happening? This is not going to stop that. We're in week one. When people start getting it's, tired of themselves at home, they are not doing the same. They are it's going only to gonna, have to it's face. Only gonna, it's only going to grow as we move forward. The oh, memes man. are only going to become more and I more. The comedy is going to be more and more. People are not going to take this more and more seriously the longer this goes on. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. You know what they will take seriously? They'll take seriously their dwindling bank accounts, their dwindling food supply, the fact that the food supply can't be re- uh, resupplied. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. Resupplied at their convenience, like they're used to. This is a break in status quo. You you told me that very vehemently in the last episode. You said Sasha, status quo has stopped. I don't understand what you don't understand about that. Word for word, almost. That's well, I'm, yeah. They've shut everything right down okay. right now. Status quo has stopped. But the that does not population mean population depends on status quo. That does not mean they're going to learn from this at all. But their option is to learn from it or to cave in and fall here's apart. What, here's what they're learning from it. I should wash my hands. That's what they're learning from it. I don't know. We can't. We can't. They're st- learning. You know what? I should have recognized this earlier and cleared out the store from toilet paper earlier. <laughs> they're learning how to be more greedy in the future. Sh- sure. You call it well, greed. Maybe it's maybe it's them thinking they're prepared. You might be onto something. Because perhaps- you're the one waiting to invest when the stock market hits. Yes, 15K. I'm. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm saying wait till 10k. I'm not waiting that long. Wait till 8k. Wait till Bitcoin's long. at 175 dollars. It'll never be that low. It was once. Yeah, like 15 years ago. History doesn't repeat itself. Well, that's when it was first growing, right? There's a limited number of Bitcoin. We're in regrowth phase. They don't just reprint. We're going to be in regrowth phase at some point. Like Matthew McConaughey said, there's a green light on the other other side of this red light. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. No, no. (laughs) But I love what he said, so don't you just make fun of him. (laughs) Which Matthew McConaughey movie is this? Is oh, it, I don't know. Is it a mix of frailty and serenity? I don't know. Those serenity, are good movies. yeah, serenity is a good movie, but I don't know that I would would say that we're there at this point. How do you think all the simulation theory fanboys are looking at this thing? Oh, I have no idea. There's a large constituency of people that believe the universe is a simulation. Like a thousand people. Is that a large constituency? <laughs> I yeah. thought it was more. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's the Matrix. I, here's what kills me is I think a lot of these people watch a movie and then base that as like some sort of theory as to how the world really is. What if they, what if they scientific method it and they rewatch the movie for the next twenty years and they compare it to the world? Oh, I don't know. Maybe like you do with Idiocracy, and they just do it with more 
movies with more philosophical depth to them than some guy walking around with I don't even remember the jokes in Idiocracy. What what's the key one? I know there's Gatorade instead of water coming out of sprinklers in the field. Yeah, you feed the plants uh, Brondo. Bron- plants crave Brondo. Why are you rubbing your eyes on that? It's genius. So that's okay, but being able to dodge bullets in the next 50 years? Oh, no, let's not even contemplate that reality. Let's contemplate more on the idiots sitting on their couch watching somebody fart out of their butt. Because uh, that's plausible. That's plausible, right? Bending the laws of physics is not as plausible. Because you have a bunch of idiots uh, walking the earth. So you'll never have the ability well, to reach that future. You also if you need have no something like the uh, super collider to do that. But you have a lot of people who think, "Oh no, that's ruining everything." You don't need the super collider. To do Why this. not? How else are you going to learn the laws of physics? Learn how it affects atoms and break things down. I don't know. You could use your brain. Oh yeah, because we've been only using our brains for how long? Our brains got us to physics and got us to the super, the Large Hadron Collider in the first place, and then we we just stopped and we said, let's let these, let's let this machine but, do it for us. Yeah, no, You're, yeah, we use tools to advance. We don't advance no. our brains without tools. What I'm saying is, we chopped that off at a point, and we let the machines run with it. And I think we've reached a stagnation point with technology. Actually, there was a pretty big story that broke last week that is absolutely buried by this stupid corona crap. Oh, what's this big story? Because there's been a lot of big stories. I don't give a shit about Tom Brady playing for the Buccaneers. I don't Lone give a Star shit. Park closed, bro. I don't give a shit about Lone Star Park. You know what I don't give a shit about? I don't give a shit about all the little personal stories that people are affected by because of this. I per- Okay, I care that you are getting less income because a side income from Lone Star Park and Uber. but I don't care that the park is shut down. I don't because there's there's a story that broke last week where all the horses are getting juiced up with steroids and it's being covered up by all the corona stuff. It's 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 bad. This part this part of it's bad. So engineers cracked a 58 year old enigma making a quantum breakthrough buried last. What week. What does that mean to me? Well, this will make quantum computers real and oh, they quantum processing they real. No. I told you they were because quantum minds exist, therefore quantum computers must. <sighs> quantum minds do not exist. Then quantum computers don't exist. Yes, they do. And it's going to be possible now. Before the show, I told you that everything other than the matter that was originally here is a simulation. In your mind, it is a simulation. So perhaps from your point of view, that's the truth. It's Human not. beings want to believe that everything they create is real because it's in their minds to think that so they are So what's the real. difference between fake and real? Why, what does it matter if it's not real? It's the same. I still have to get up and go to work if it's not real. I still have to well, drive a not, car when it's not, not real. real. I have to do all this stuff if it's not real. Because if I stop going to my not real job, I can't pay my not real rent. I can't buy not real groceries. I can't pay my not real car payment. Fruits and vegetables are real. Everything that's in the middle aisles, the boxes of cereal. No, not so much. Those little little bags of, of chocolate that rot your teeth out, they're not real either. It's the outside aisles. Hey, word of advice for future grocery shoppers. When this... Red light goes green. Shop the contour of your grocery stores permanently. Don't give a dime to the people who stock the middle because they're what got you into this predicament in the first place. 
And a lot of other people, too. FYI, I'm shopping in the middle. That's where I live. I you live in the middle, and I'm going to buy in the middle. Corporate greed. Give in to That's them. That's right. That's Morgan's mantra. Just give in to the corporate greed. and, and Waste your t- time on bananas. Come on. Grapes? I'm so disappointed. Are you kidding me? You know what I do with grapes? Here's a here's a listener tip. You squish them and make wine. No. I Grapes are typically the first. Yeah, I do that, too. Um, have you ever made wine? Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's uh, ASMR. I've made beer as well. Yeah. Uh, my, I watched my grandpa make beer back yeah. in the day. He he used to have his basement shop. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> I went through a phase where I was going to be a home brewer. Sasha's grocery shopping. Long. No. No, it didn't last long. Wine is easier. Yeah. Beer requires a lot of tubes, a lot of uh, chemistry, and a lot of time. Wine doesn't require all that. It does to a certain extent. You got to take yeah. care of it, but yeah, yeah. But you never want to make like you can make a personal stash of wine. You can't really make a personal stash of beer. You're either you can't. You, oh man. In a lot of cases, all the homemade fermented, beer makers, yeah, I saw a lot of, they had at least a minimum. It was like one or two kegs. You you couldn't just bottle a six pack of beer. Oh yeah, what whatever. I, what I was making was small batch, and it probably was more like a twelve pack or a case worth. How of long beer. did that take you? Uh, I can't remember. A few days, and it didn't taste like shit. So I mean, give up on it. Oh god, yes. Way too much work for what it was. What I was yielding and the taste wasn't that great so most people start their grocery trips in the produce aisle right i would say because strategically it's kind of set up there no that's that's the end i go to the back of the store and work my way to the front don't do what morgan does go to the produce aisle first and if you're a grape buyer get the bag of grapes put them in your cart and you know just enjoy a snack uh, rip the, the store rest. off. Rip the farmers off. It's their, a t- <laughs> okay, I see. Okay. It's a two for one. First of all, quality assurance. You have to make sure the grapes are good. You can't just look at them and assess the grape and say, oh, these look good. You have to touch them a little bit, make sure they're firm. Yeah, but make sure you get Corona all over them. All right. Corona on grapes? The, I don't think the grape's going to mind. Okay. <laughs> the grape doesn't so you, What if you don't like the bag? You're going to put it back, right? Uh, no. I, oh, okay. I don't put it back. I leave it in the meat aisle. <laughs> oh, good. That nice. So you make some other worker come back and pick it up? What else is he doing? What do you think they're going to do? They're going to put it right back with the other grapes, and you've coroned them all up. Way to go. Spreader. Did I? <laughs> Spread. Am I? Patient. Zero. No, so yeah, do that though, um, because not only that, you do as a consumer get to reduce your costs because grapes are by the pound. So by the time you reach the checkout yeah, rip aisle, rip off the farmer. Go ahead. You're not ripping off the yeah, farmer. Sure. You're ripping off Del Monte or some giant corporate blob of an establishment that says they they get their stuff from farmers, but really they just bought the farmers out and they get to put a tag on the the item that says organically grown or, or brought to you by your local farmers. No, none of the grocery stores. First of all, Tom Thumb is a fucking ripoff. And I'll edit the F word, but they are a ripoff. Tom Thumb should be out of business by now. That's my corporate gripe of the week. They're my they're the one grocery store I'll avoid. I, I hate the fact that I have to carry a tag to get a decent price on an item. And if I dare 
Forget the phone number I first signed up with 20 years ago. Or if I don't have the stupid tag, I gotta pay twice as much for a freaking item? Yeah, or you gotta lure in the employee to, like, uh, let you use the the cards they have on deck. Yeah. Like, you have to convince them that they're not breaking the rules by scanning a stupid card. Right. That gives you 25 cents off of a caramel. Well, sometimes bar. it's pretty significant. Sometimes. dollar or two off of, like, a 12-pack or something. So you go to Walmart? Um, a lot of times, I, I, there's a Walmart grocery store close to me. I much prefer that. You got to um, avoid Walmarts at all costs these days. Nah. If you go into a Walmart in the next week, we're probably not going to be recording meanderings anytime soon. I go there almost every day. Oh, jeez. Every other day. And have um, been for a very long time. Oh, my God. In fact, that's where I almost had my Larry David moment uh, last night with some people wearing masks. I just let it go. <laughs> what? That sounds like a Larry David moment in itself. People wearing masks at a Walmart... Yes. Why? One, it, I have no idea. One of the people had the mask pulled down like on their chin with not covering the mouth or the nose. And I'm just thinking. Oh, you mean breathing masks? Yes. I thought you meant like purge Halloween masks. We're in Corona territory here, bro. Why, why would I be oh, talking about God, Halloween you know masks? what just dawned on me? Think of all the sh- meme culture costumes that they're going to come up with for Halloween because of Oh, this. yeah. Halloween is going to be Corona filled. Halloween might get canceled. No. The NFL season will probably be delayed. No. The president yesterday, and Anthony Fauci himself, said July and August is now the earliest to where things get back to some semblance of normalcy wide scale. They can say that now. Okay. However, three, four weeks from now, there are going to be enough people stir crazy enough. and uh, But but Morgan, and six you weeks just alone. said they won't be stir crazy. Oh, they, what do you mean? I just said they won't. You just won't. said I the said general population is just going to meme away the entire Yeah, they're going to meme away, then they're going to get tired of memeing, and they're going to want to go to the restaurants. They're going to go right back to status quo. What I'm telling you is they won't be able to, and that's where the general population will be faced with a I think, fight or I don't, flight situation. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think you'll be able to tell them they can't. I, you cannot close every restaurant. For six months. Watch us. It won't happen. It will. Okay. You are de- you best start believing in ghost stories. That's the Captain Barbosa quote from Pirates of the Caribbean. I've mentioned it five times here. Because what he does is, if you haven't seen The Curse of the Black Pearl, fuck it. That's my movie recommendation of the week. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse Terrible of the- series. But go ahead. The first one's a classic. Anyways, Barbosa goes up to Miss Turner, played by Kira Knightley, and Barbosa's Jeffrey Rush. And up until this point, it's like an hour and a half into the movie. She doesn't believe in ghosts. She doesn't believe in spirits. She doesn't believe in all of this uh, hullabaloo that has been going around in the talks and the rumors that she's heard. And the pirates, we know already, are ghosts because the audience has seen. That's uh, the audience perspective. They've seen that the pirates are ghosts. So Barbosa shows her in her face that she best start believing in all of these rumors and these legends that she's heard because she's in the middle of one of them. It's a movie. It's a movie that if you take away the pirates turning into skeletons at night, there's a running theme that says not everything you hear is fake news. Because if you think I'm not saying it's fake news, what I'm telling you is that the American public will not go six months of not being able to do what they do on a normal basis, especially during the summer. I'm telling you, they will have to. There is not enough police or army in this country to prevent that from happening. There's not. To be determined. There is not. 
You don't you're going to have small business owners that are going to. They've got a bailout coming. P- perhaps. The American people have a bailout coming out but of it, the blue, out of thin air. But all it, of a sudden, everybody's going to get their UBI checks. So you want to talk about? That, I don't know if that's what that is. I didn't read about it, but I don't. I don't well, think that everyone is getting anything. Every is, is working something. American, in Donald Trump's uh, words. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to read the policy, but he'll sometimes say something very generic. So I don't really want to talk about that anyway. Um, so. Um, where was I going before you interrupted me? Lone Star well, Park, that's, bro. That's how you lower people's panic levels for sure. Is you you, you, you give the money? money. Okay, let's give them money. Mm-hmm. They're gonna want to spend it, and they can't. they're gonna want to. But that's what I'm saying. Well, you're they can not, spend it on Amazon. You're stuff. not gonna stop them. I mean, you something will happen. Restaurants will open. This stuff will calm down. It will. It will. There's the chance it does not. Perhaps, but I think it's really low. <laughs> I, I think they have to say what they're saying at this point in time. Yes, because, because we've, we've if gone, they say we've, the truth, we've then gone from, you've got people in full panic mode. We've gone from saying very little, oh, this will blow over, to now going, oh my God, this is going to take six months, when the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, and we're probably took looking at May what or June. What if the truth is this is the new way of life for the next eight to 12 months? Over a virus that kills... That's gonna that has a death rate of three percent. It's not it, about it won't the virus. That. It it's, won't stay that it's way. It's not about the virus killing people. It's about the effects of the virus. It's about the psychological effects. It's about the fact that your you hospitals cannot deal with this on a sustained period of time. That doesn't just go away. So if this thing does persist and it slowly infects more and more and more people, just the logic of that says that more and more people will experience severe symptoms because old people aren't all living in one part of the country. The virus has to make... 100%. The virus is everywhere already. But it's not. Inf- it has not infected 20% of the population at this point. If you're telling me that it has, then you're telling me that there are 500,000 cases plus in the United States of America. And Probably. if you're saying that on M20, yes. then my assessment of 50,000 to 100,000 cases is well under. And all of a sudden, you're me yeah. as far as your assessment. Huh? What? What won you over to that large of an assessment? I told you at the beginning of this episode. Just listening to see how many people are asymptomatic and how many people it's not really affecting that hard, how many people aren't getting tested because they didn't travel, and how contagious they are before they show symptoms, after they show symptoms. It's everywhere already. Okay. But if those people stop everything they're doing right now... It doesn't matter. It sure does. They're not going to go see their grandma on the weekend. Cat's out of the bag, bro. You're not getting the cat back in the bag. Perhaps you suppress the curve a little, but like I said, we're we're already six, four to six weeks into it, already being active before we're doing anything. So, are you telling me the politicians and, right now in America know that half a million people are walking around with this thing? Well, anybody with with any anybody with anybody mathematical that, that sense. can start to look at things and start to realize that the symptom that You're there's right. a lot of people that are asymptomatic, and there's a lot of and in a lot of people it mimics things that are very common to us. And the fact uh, that our medical folks weren't pushing people to test probably because there was no testing, I think that all leads to, you know, there being far more people infected. Something that we didn't know in January, probably didn't even know in February. 
we didn't know of that. how light the symptoms are, how much asymptomatic yes, people did. are. No, we did not. We knew that there were variances, and sure we did, because we saw it in Wuhan. Well, what were the images coming out of Wuhan? There were, there were images of people who were asymptomatic and people who... Um, there were some. Sure, there were it, testimonials, first-hand accounts of people in quarantine with but the But that, that, was, that was towards the end of January. But those people had it. And let's say let's go to Wuhan, right? Uh, what they had to close down Wuhan for how long? Uh, month, month plus, thirty okay. days plus. All right. City of let's say million. two months. Mm-hmm. Why would we have to close down for six months when we already kind of know it's coming and we already know? Because we are the United States of America. We're not one city. Uh, China certainly is a spread. The, all of China shut down essentially. Though. Yeah, they're spread out. But there's still only about 10 big cities in China. There are about 150 metropolitan areas in the United States of America. If you have 10 of them have significant population. Are you kidding? A significant population. Okay, but what you're saying by that is Las Vegas isn't a significant population. It's not. It's probably a city of less than a million people. It has a ton of visitors, but I, I, would, okay. I would imagine the population is If there is a chance of preventing 50% of your lesser significant populations from getting this, you don't take the Boris Johnson UK herd immunity it's, approach. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's too late for that. But it's not. If everybody it goes the late. fuck if, home... If, and does and and does their due diligence it's to be already a there. decent Samaritan, it's, not even a good Samaritan. You like being at home most of the time. You don't want to be at work all day long. We're giving you the opportunity to go the hell home. At the, but the only caveat I can't go to Lone Star Park. The only caveat <laughs> is you can't go to Lone Star Park. You can't go out and eat at a different place every day because you don't know how to cook. Learn to cook. Learn to code. Learn new skills. I don't want to cook. Learn new skills at home. Learn to cook at home. Learn from your wife how to cook. I don't want to cook. You, well, you might have to. to. You might no, have I to. No, I not. This might be hunter-gatherer days. On, uh, I hope so, because I'll that survive. Be cool? Oh, really? You'll, oh, yeah. No, we will not survive because we live in metropolitan areas. I'll survive. You'll have to. You'll have to, at the drop of a dime, be able to leave everything behind and go somewhere where you have a higher chance of surviving. Yeah, I'll survive. Okay. All right. I've thought of these options as well, uh, too. I have my. I have my roadmap. I've got my wilderness survival st- skills all honed down. You know, when I lived in Atlanta, uh, I did a little bit of that. Yeah. And uh, off the gridding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was only Ted for Kaczynski a few, but sk- I, I style. Can, I can. I can survive. I worry about a lot of people, though. Will you survive? Uh, well, probably. I will survive. Yeah. I'm not going to waste my time with guns. Nah, I was like trying to work people. in my glory again. Or... Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's all right. At first, I mean, people are afraid. And then they're petrified. And then they'll start to realize, wow, uh, the symptoms are very That's one of similar. those jokes that, that you're going to listen back and, and get... See, I? I am turning into you, and you're turning into me <laughs> as meandering evolves. I was ready to come in here well, and say 50,000. follow the script. I was ready to come here, M20, and say 50,000 to 100,000 people are walking around in America with coronavirus, and I was prepared for you to roll your eyes and say, here we go again. 
Yeah, no. Lo and behold. Okay, here, let me get you to roll your eyes. All right. I said on meandering a few weeks ago that this might not be the big one, the big virus. No, it's not a killer. It is. It's a killer of old people. I believe in the next 10 years, this will wipe out 30 to 50% of the global population that exists at this point in time. No, it won't. Okay, so you have to factor in more into all that. You have to factor in the fact that we're going to keep cranking out babies. And the population will will have new entrance into the world population. And this thing, so far for the time being, avoids 0 to 18-year-olds. In the next 20 years, there will be a whole new crop of 0 to 18-year-olds. The math in my head can't really work out how many that will be, but it'll be in the tens to the low hundreds of millions probably over the course of the next two decades. What What this will do is, unfortunately... The 45 to 55-year-olds, they will be 55 to 65-year-olds in the next 10 years. If this is still around in the next 10 years and you've had it multiple times, this thing will kill you in the next 10 years. And, yeah, it just will. Well, if that happens, it's like the flu, and it will not necessarily kill you. The flu has been an epidemic for 100 years. Right. And is still killing 60,000 Americans per year. This will kill 60,000 Americans this year. I don't know about that. Okay. To be determined. I don't know about that. I I don't think it's nearly as deadly as they think. Outside of older people, yes, it's it's a high death rate with the older crowd. But I don't think this is going to kill as many people as everybody projects. This is not going to kill a million people like Bernie Sanders said it was going to kill this will kill a million people easily over the course of 10 years okay five yeah. to 10 years probably not i bet you got to go 20 years but we're, we're at the about- we're at the worst point right now okay. it's not going to get any worse right now the death rate will not get worse from this point forward if Kyrie, it will only get better if Kyrie irving or kevin durant gets healthy off of this and then they catch it again and they're reinfected they might be in intensive care it doesn't work that way. When you catch something a second time, it doesn't intensify. Because the first time your body built antibodies to fight against it, it's actually less. Which is what the whole flu shot is about, right? It's essentially introducing stuff into your system that's like the flu to teach your body to fight the flu. Okay, so you're not going to get worse the second time around. The only time you're going to get worse is if there's a, a new, new strain. strain. But the new strain is going to be based off the old strain. And again, once we get medication going... Uh, it's not, it'll be medication should not be worked into this argument because modern medication minus the, the vaccines themselves. If we're talking about antibiotics, Tamiflu, it would, Tamiflu is a huge thing for, to fight the flu. Okay. Have you seen the recent news on like how ibuprofen intensifies these, these sets of, uh, conditions that people are being susceptible to? Like some of the younger crowd, if you dose them with pain relievers to take care of the mild symptoms, it actually intensifies the effects that they experience. I have not seen a study with that yet. Okay, well, it's not a study yet. It is a case. It's a testimonial uh, from a family overseas. And also the the French health ministry says that it it may be possible or it's likely possible that ibuprofen and over-the-counter medication, pain relief, which you shouldn't be taking other than for the fever reducer anyways, for something like this. I think people mistake ibuprofen all the time anyway. I agree. I mean, I take it after bowling sometimes. But they do need more evidence. There's, there's, this isn't proven yet. So how, okay, we are in a global pandemic. 
and you're asking what you what you're asking to do and I get it because it is the norm but maybe the norm's broken a little bit you you're asking for peer review on something like this no just for a study to actually be done how long has it taken some of the experts quote unquote on some of this stuff to come up with studies to get where we're at with coronavirus i don't think it would take long at all okay. to, for that type of a study if ibuprofen is dangerous there should be a study already, like in the last six hours, to combat this article Maybe. that says it is. That may be all in the works, absolutely. Okay. But if that's also not, in Europe. Who could have a different strain than we have? Golly. This is being painted by you, ironically, as a much more difficult problem than I ever thought it would be. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be a disease that was going to kill a lot of people. <laughs> it will. Well, it, it'll be attributed. Many? It will. Okay, so yeah, you know when you read a headline that says coronavirus will kill ten times more than cancer, cancer people, which there is one right now in the New York Post that says yeah. that by 2020, the end of 2020. I don't know if it said ten times more. Ten it times more people, people that die from cancer every year. And How many people die from cancer? Well, ten million. But that's um, so. The reason they're attributing that is because all of those there are already going to be ten million people who die in a year with cancer. Right. But now you're going to have you ten, work this into now you're going to have a bunch of those people who die, also get coronavirus and they'll be attributed to the coronavirus statistics, which coronavirus would have would have hastened their death. Absolutely. Same thing with heart disease, perhaps diabetes. So you um, can see why this is a major issue. I, well, I can see why uh, this should have everyone worried. Well, I not I understand why it has everyone worried. However, how many how many Americans even go to the doctor on a yearly basis, Morgan? Oh, I have no idea. I assume everybody goes. <laughs> Sorry, that was a scoffing laugh because there's no way everybody goes. If you take a family of five, I'd venture to say the only person going to the doctor on a yearly basis outside of unique exams, like if you're a middle-aged man for certain prostate exams, or if you're a middle-aged woman for her visit to the gynecologist, just for general health checkups, the only person in a family of four or five that goes are the kids. Yeah, I think kids and older for sure. When I was in those middle ages, the 18, 19 to say 40, I almost never went to the doctor unless I was absolutely sick. Doctors are snake oil. I mean, they're snake oil vendors in many ways. The only way that they stay in business is by telling you that you need to come back and see them for something. Yeah. Or they're, they're dentists. There's a reason that dentists are on every street corner. Uh, there's a reason why, you know, some lightly uh, impacted tooth that may not be super crucial to repair right then on the spot is said, hey, come back. Uh, within a week or two, and then sometimes they'll even cause the issues. I'm one to believe that they do. Um, you go through the entire mercury filling era from the 1990s and the early 2000s. I had a handful of them myself, and all of them fell out. And from that point, I just didn't really want to even hear what dentists had to say very much. Um, now, doctors are a different case because your your overall health I mean, it is pretty important if you don't have it, uh, you're not in a good condition to really survive for the max time that you can on this planet. But at the same time, doctors are there to scare you a little bit. 
Yeah. WebMD certainly is. When you hop online and you say, oh, I've got the, so much self-diagnosing going on. If you hop online and you say, I've got a cough and, and sneezing consistently in a sore throat, it's going to direct you to the Google site for the corona test that isn't being worked on. Yeah, perhaps. That was a fiasco, too. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, so Trump announced on Thursday that Google was working on a site. Then Google says they're not working on a site. Then Trump says they are working on a site. Then Google says we are working on a site. Yeah, well, it's communication in a large company, right? Perhaps the Trump administration talked to one hand of Google and the other hand that actually does the work was unaware of it. So, you know... you. You Maybe. Know. They did have a closed-door meeting with all the big tech firms and uh, the Trump task force like a week and a half ago. So Facebook, uh, they were all invited. The only ones who didn't show up were like Apple and, and maybe Dell. And since then, uh, actually as of today, I want to say, some of the Facebook algorithms are starting to curb uh, news articles that are revealing, you know, from lesser reputable sources. Well, that would be a pleasure, wouldn't it? Why? Uh, because there's so much disinformation and there's so many people who strive and live this on the, disinformation. I I believe that that is true for sure. But it is very dangerous in this sort of pandemic uh, situation. In this sort Actually, of situation. I think this is the sort of situation where you really, really need that. But then where does your information come from? legitimate sources like it like you should be getting it from but then that is mainstream and you are essentially relegating the source of your information to the people that we lambast on a weekly basis saying that they should not be informing the general public and they're the ones contributing to the lulling of the sheep i don't i don't i disagree with you in that from that standpoint but they're the ones feeding they're the, the ones that have that have all the journalistic integrity, whether it's crap or not. They're the ones that have it. Joe Smith sitting on his couch who happens to make a phone call or two that decides to go online and start posting bullshit. Um, you know, no, he, should not be right. our news source. He's the he's the other side of the spectrum. Yes. But you've got the middle. You've got the middle ground. Who's to the middle ground? The middle ground is maybe the people that are meant to be journalists. There's no such thing. There is absolutely no such thing. You're either a journalist or you're not. We have opinions, but we are not journalists. I'm sorry, but I can sit down with someone and win them over to my side over the course of many weeks based on facts and information. But that doesn't make you a journalist. Journalists beat the streets. They make phone calls. They have contacts. They, they're given they the do opportunity a ton of, they to do, do a ton all of that. research. Yes, they're they're given the opportunity to beat which the is streets, what, make contacts, which is what you do not do. So I do the research. You don't. I don't hit the streets. You're, no, you're right. You're no journalist. Well, sir. I'm not getting my flights <laughs> chartered around the country to go interview people either. I'm just saying. I'll all, let the Wall I'm Street saying. Journal. I'll trust the Wall Street Journal. Over anything else at if this point If you can make time. it past their paywall. Well, sometimes I people pay for that stuff. I'll take meanderings word for it over all of that. Uh, anybody taking our word over any of this stuff, I feel really sorry for you. No, we're the, we're the aggregation of the data. No, we're opinion pieces uh, is what we are. We have opinions on the data that's out there, but we're not doing any significant research. I, I, that's not true. That... Uh, I, yeah, that I've is been true. working from home for 17 days. 
I'm doing quite a fair bit of significant research. Uh, you're reading news articles is what you're doing. No, though. not just news articles. Mm-hmm. I'm reading scientific proofs. I'm reading articles yeah. out of Europe that, you know, the weird thing is if you post a if you post a city newspaper from Europe on like a message board or on Facebook right now, like, uh, for example, I posted the Belgium news of uh, some x-rays being released in a small city in Belgium, small city of like 400, 500,000 people. I think the name of the city is Alst, A-A-L-S-T. So I posted their newspaper's article about the fact that some of the lung x-rays in healthy young people were showing up, after recovered from coronavirus, were showing up with significant signs of pneumonia. That's a given, I mean, after you've been through this. But it's, it wasn't a given that it was occurring. In it's not he- a given that everyone does it when right. you get the bad strain. But it wasn't that part. It was the part that you had to press, like, the uh, translate button because the news article was written in belge french probably right belge okay i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i, I made always thought they up. S- well i thought was something they spoke french i'm sure that's Bel- one of the Belgium. dominant country uh dominant languages but people just immediately labeled it fake news because they had to press the translate button and it wasn't cbs it wasn't nbc it wasn't anything like that well since that posting of the article a day or two later the new york post picked it up and it's fully translated now so now when i post that same article it's a latency effect though and that bothers me because i i do have the ability and i think you do too to get ahead based on reason and based on logic and based on experience and based on what just looking around and being able to dissect the scenario that's that's just real world journalism that's an opinion not journalism sir mm. an opinion we are is not reporting wrong. On, we are not reporting on a story that's because we don't turn our opinions into reporting yeah, so we're not journalists. So what I'm telling you we're is opinion new, pieces. But new journalism, we're op-ed. the way that journalism is moving in the future to you get are ahead of it. Any real journalist, any person who did any sort of educational stuff on journalism, any real journalist, no, you are I think I'm complimenting them. them. No, I don't think so. You're basically saying I don't need to go to school. I don't need to pay my dues. No. I don't have to follow your. No, I'm I saying, don't have to conform to what you do to be a journalist. I can just do this and be a journalist. I'm saying meet me halfway. I'm saying take me as I am and introduce me into all that and then let me bring in everything that I do already to see what happens when you mix all that up but what I am saying is I I may have found out that I'm decent at a skill that I didn't know I was good at in my 30s and that I shouldn't have to be punished by that because I, it dawned on me in my 30s that I'm good at at absorbing vast amount of information. In, in your opinion. I mean, we'll see how these uh, 20 episodes of Meandering Fair in the long run. But so far, if if the presidential task force had listened to our episodes maybe two or three weeks in advance, they would have been more adequately informed than they were one or two months ago. And that's the highest Perhaps, That's the highest level of the people that is speaking to the general American public. I think I'm more offended by the CDC not taking uh, more Same precedent deal. here. It's, it's a bunch of... It, for me, it's their job to be raising the alarm bell on this. And I felt like they sat on the sidelines and waited to be... To be called into the game. They were certainly unprepared. Yeah. It, and like you mentioned briefly, it's hard to prepare for an it's event to, of this magnitude. Yes, it is. Like, 
It, it's one but of those it's not things, impossible. right? We so, did it. So let's mentally. say, well, let's say they raise the red flag, right? And we make two million tests ahead of time, and then it never really hits. Oh, every other politician in the world is going to be bitching and moaning about all the ways. But that's why status do quo. This, right? So big deal. Right. That happens all the time. Perhaps, no, that, well, that may happen. Politicians make big deals out of non-important it, things daily. Well, well, the thing is, I guess, is we have to. Well, what the CDC should do is goes. Well, we're going to take it in the shorts, whether we pre- get over prepared or whether we wait until the last moment. We're going to take it in the shorts either way. So, might as well err on the side of caution, be over prepared. But they didn't. But it's not just the test. It's. Arguably, well, that's a it's big the way, part of it, right? It's also it, the way the virus was reported on as it was going on in China. True, but if we're all over the test at a very early stage and you're getting that out to medical staff in early February and you have millions of tests happening in the month of February instead of thousands of tests in the month of March, then you are out ahead of it, Aren't right? the Chinese to blame for that? You remember the episode where oh, I yeah. said there's no CDC from America over in Wuhan right now, and you didn't believe me, but it turned out that, I mean, that's the way that it was. There was no coordination yeah, we kicked back between and countries. On, yeah, we waited well, on no, the they who, weren't allowed. stupid. Yeah, they weren't allowed. Yeah. There, was a, there was a quarantine of, of medical attention that was just kept to Chinese officials, and there were members of the Chinese CDC but they weren't communicating to the American CDC. And then when the Chinese got their tests, um, for some reason, maybe it was because of the strain variants that they had picked up on already within Wuhan. They said, we don't know what the test is going to have to look like for you to be able to get it. And so maybe they needed to let the ball just get going. Okay, so the whole country's got it here. How many people had it in China out of the three billion? Oh, I don't know. Do you want to take a stab at it? Ten million? Damn, it's it's great to see things come full circle. Uh, we've been we've been advocates for this in the past. Um, I'm willing to fail forward with mistakes and blurbs that I come out that come out of my mouth. You didn't make any mistakes. You just didn't believe that what I was saying was accurate, which no, was the mistake I, in itself. Well, I wanted to see a little more proof. And I, again, you don't have. But for me, there wasn't enough testimony. But what if that's of, what I'm good at is saying things that don't require proof. I feel like you just got lucky. And every dog f- finds a bone, okay? But I do this consistently. Every dog has a, The just, sun shines on every dog's ass at some point. What I'm willing to say is give me more chances to say that I'm not lucky. Let's oh, not talk is, about bowling. Let's not luck. talk about disc golf. Let's this talk about big boy stuff. Let's see how much <laughs> we can tackle of the big boy stuff and let's see how lucky i i am because there's a lot of people that are saying well something like this is right up your alley the first moment this is big boy stuff no this, this is, is the biggest boy stuff there's this ever was, been uh, no in our lifetimes uh, for me 9 well, 11 tra- was way bigger than well this. where were you 20 years ago because i certainly would have loved to stick a mic between us and record episodes then <laughs> you were way too young that's not true. Oh, yeah, it is true. I was 20 years old. Yeah. You have no experience or perspective on the world at that point in your life to have had an intelligent conversation about 9-11. I released my first rap album at 23. Yeah, I, I know. Had, and I, I wouldn't let that guy near my daughter. Let alone conspiracy theory you <laughs> right. about 9-11. No, you're not. No. I'm ready for the big boy stuff. No, let me me speak to your handlers. Seriously, whenever uh, 
I first saw this story, and it really wasn't me. I'll give Mad Mag some credit. She's and like, oh, said, my God. You should talk about it. You guys it, should talk about this. It had been in this. my radar, and I didn't even want to talk about it because it's 300 people, and it was like 60 deaths. Yeah, but it's like then you got really excited about it pretty quickly because mm-hmm. you realize this is something you like. It's weird to say. It's, it's something that goes with your flow of thinking with your flow of research yeah, you're right. you know what i'm saying yeah, right. it's like it's something that you're into you're in a in a good way you are excited about digging into this stuff and talking about this because there's a lot of stuff to dig into. there is too there is there's a lot it's a choose your own adventure book in a way, with hundreds of pages that you can turn to. Yeah, whereas me, I want to talk about aliens and stuff like that, and so I oh. wasn't so excited with well, going on with coronavirus. Those discussions, we've well, got... they'll come later. We've got seasons upon seasons to get to those. Yeah, they'll if come we're gonna later. Be, look, if we're going to be quarantined for six to eight months, we might do this meandering thing three or four times a week, especially if we've both had this thing already over the past summer and we've been over it already. Yeah, I, I feel like I've already had it, in a way. That, maybe that's a false sense of security, though, because maybe this is worse than what you thought it was. What do you mean? Meaning, like, if you thought you had it and it ends up like when if, if you get it, you're like, oh, damn. OK, this is it. This is what they were saying. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think it works out that way? No. Oh, man. Who would you not want to be right now? What do you mean? Like, like in the world today? Age-wise, uh, obviously we don't want to be 75-year-olds with health con- health conditions. I don't even... I, yeah, I, I, I may not even want to be 75 with, with good health because I don't... I, I wouldn't want to be someone who's still having to go into work with in an office setting of 20 or more, to be honest, at this stage. I don't... You know, again, I don't know that... At this point in time, I, I think that's uh, irrelevant. To You're in the hospitality ways. industry. Yeah. What if hotels shut down? Well, there are already a few kind of started. Like you had the CEOs today already claiming uh, loss and. Uh, yeah, what if there's just a nationwide support? hotel shutdown? I don't, that would never happen. <laughs> How many that would never happens have happened in the last month? One. Okay. <laughs> well, why would you shut down every hotel? Uh, because everybody's at home, quarantined. But not everybody has a home. Nobody's okay. So and there will uh, be people uh, now that you're tra- tapping. Oh, you're tapping will, into what we can use hotels for. We can use them uh, to shelter owned, the homeless. Oh, if I had a hotel, the homeless would never ever be allowed in it. But that's because you're coming from the like hotel owner perspective. You're not coming from yeah, the not Samaritan. Gonna, they're not, like they're not going to allow that in a health crisis. The, there's one thing I learned in the hotel business, that whole Samaritan mind spec, that, that whole let me help this person out bites you in the ass 100% of the time. I don't know. I cut nightly rates for folks left and right. A business traveler that does business with me all the time? Sure. Some crazy Those person that doesn't have... Those business They're not traveling. That crazy person that walks in my lobby that's okay. disturbing everyone? No. I so, don't want him in my hotel. Get so the here, hell out. Here's the systemic breakdown of how hotels shut down in the next month. Air travel domestic shuts down. No more business travel. Well, yeah. But and they I, say I don't, everybody who's out somewhere, you've got three days to get back home. That happens in the next seven to ten days. 
Then hotels are relegated to what? Family members that were in the area staying at the hotels or people at extended stays, basically. Okay, but you lose all your midsize uh, local like DFW airport area hotels. There's hundreds of those across the country. Uh, Wherever there's an airport, there's usually 10 to 15 hotels within like a five mile radius, a major airport at least. Well, DFW, you're probably looking more like 50 hotels. Yeah, 50. Of course, the major hubs, yes, Chicago, O'Hare, Miami, San, I'd be interested in seeing San Francisco's hotels right now, um, and and they would be a good bar, a good litmus test for the way the hospitality industry is going to follow suit. Well, Las Vegas is a good example. Las Vegas is shutting their casinos down, but does that mean they're shutting their hotels down? They don't have to. But they they probably are. They probably will if no one's driving there. Okay. Like So we, we domestic flight may be... So what if there's no customers for you? Then what? You may shut down for a week or two. That's Maybe. just your business. What I'm saying is there are thousands of offices out there with 20 to 50 people who are hanging on to very thin threads of customer clientele, even if it's just customer service realm. There are shops shutting down. So there are restaurants shutting down. Retail stores haven't shut down yet. But as soon as they go... The litany of customer service places that are there to help them, they shut down too. Like, you have to think of that cascade effect. I wish we would have thought of this cascade effect where we're at now uh, in advance. We thought of, like, what what the base, what the base happenings were. Maybe we're not experts in figuring out all of the intricacies of the domino effect, and that's why they pay the, the experts six to seven figures. But if we can get ahead of it now, maybe we're putting a foot forward in, uh, I don't know, strengthening our chances to to do this when the asteroid comes around. Okay. Okay. So. Lone Star Park closed. You just don't. Oh, I get I got a cramp. So you're right. When I get <laughs> when I get cramps, it's like, stop talking about whatever you're talking. That's my sign <laughs> for the heavens. You mentioned that damn meteorite one more time. I'm just kidding. It's hard not to. Every week there's a new one that's threatening Earth. All I'm saying is if there is one in the next 8 to 12 months, um, this works as, if there's one in the next 2 to 12 months, this whole pandemic thing acts as a multifaceted hmm. like helper. plane now. Yeah, there's a plane. We live, <laughs> we live... Within 10 miles of two major airports, Executive <laughs> Airport not and Dallas uh, Love Field, we're used to hearing planes nonstop, and we just heard the first one. You're yeah. not on their landing path here. That's really. like Nairobi Air oh, coming in with is? like 45 people from Corona Kenya. patients? No, it's because they're unaffected. So oh. African travel, actually, we closed everybody off. Yeah, I think so. Canada closed everybody off except for America. Which doesn't make sense because 300 million Americans have this thing. Well, and, well, you might have people who live across borders there, live in Canada but work in the U.S., along the border towns. That may happen. One thing I learned this last week is that Justin Trudeau, I don't know if you've seen any of his press conferences. Who's he? He's the prime minister of Canada, sir. Oh, okay. You know, the young, dashing, like really hip-looking prime minister who's... Is he the one who snorted cocaine? Uh, I don't know about that. That's just the mayor of Toronto, right? Yeah, that was the mayor of Toronto. Okay. Justin Trudeau, obviously his wife has it. She went to an event with Idris Elba. He's got it. Um, Make that what you will. They were just 
at the same event, I'm sure. Um, but he does not have it. He is running a G7 country from his home. He's working from home, and he's prime ministering from home. I've seen his office, pictures of his office. He's just got a laptop, uh, maybe like two, two or three screens, and that's it. He's running the whole country from home. So work from home is here to stay, folks. That's one thing this thing is proving. It won't be here to stay. Why not? Because people cannot people cannot self-police themselves. They do not have the discipline to work from home long-term. I would say a this guy is like a Justin good... Trudeau, yes, because he's the leader of a freaking country. Mm-hmm. Joe Schmo that works for the call center, he's, he's not going to be a good work at home employee. Then you let him go. Yeah. You, well, or I just bring him into the office and then he either works right or he gets let go. But the only reason you want to bring him to the office is so you can have a you sense have an of element, manager. You have man, an element of control. Managerial control, correct. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have a kid crying in the background on the phone call. I don't have a cat meowing in the background on the <laughs> phone call. I don't have a dog barking in the background. I don't have idiocracy playing in the background. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? His porn is not playing in the background on the call. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of control there, right? And, and and I hate to tell you, but most people need structure. I hate to tell you, but minus the cat and the dog, people do that in the office. <laughs> they watch Idiocracy in the background. They may not watch porn. Not in the middle of the day during a busy call time. They're not watching that stuff. And if they are, they're not going right. to have a job. I, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. You're going to have a job. But I, I was journalisming. In the background, while I was working under your watch. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, every, well, everybody uses the internet. Everybody's on their phone. That was like my freshman year of journal, new journalism school. Oh, okay, was that what that is? In 2013, 2014, you bet your ass it was. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but I've been doing this for a while. Okay. Sure. This is a, This is a logical next step for where I want to take it. Okay. And I've always kind of known that based on our conversations, even though they were just sports related, I'm I'm glad. Oh, we talked about all the time how our sports conversations were more interesting than what we heard from some of the talking heads. I know you love the ticket, but uh, greatest radio station in the world. Yeah. In fact, it's the most highly streamed radio station in the United States. What I are they going to talk about for 6 months? They're actually really good at talk, they they're right doing now. this right what we're right here doing. They're really good at talking corona. In fact, what solidified that station in this market was 9/11. Really? And their ability to switch from sports to, to, to serious topic. topic and keep it real. Well, props to them. Hmm. Not everybody can do that. No. That, that's we should, why they're unique. That's why they're the most streamed radio station I think in the US. I want to get, and you're missing out. You've missed out on 20 years of greatness. I want to get a little edgy here. ESPN, there's a lot of folks that, what are they still doing these days? They're doing the same thing. They're they're transitioning a little bit and talking about it, maybe as it impacts uh, the sports market more than anything. I mean, you've got news, right? The NFL didn't stop the the. The uh, free agency, free agency season, right? And there's a ton of news and a ton of stuff to talk about there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got... You've got a heck of a NFC South. 
as far as the the rivalries that are going to occur. I'm going to get to see Drew. I'm going to get to see Drew Brees versus Tom Brady twice a year. Twice a year. Yeah, it'll be nice, right? That'll be fun. I'm going to get to see Jake Allen throw the ball to. I'm sorry, Josh Allen throw the ball to Stephon Diggs. I think Buffalo's a sleeper now that New England's out of that division, essentially. Boy, that'll be interesting, right? Uh, uh, whoever, Buffalo takes the reins. Whoever New England gets, it'll be interesting to see who's quarterbacking that. That's true. Who do they get? I don't know. I heard a little Speculate. bit of Andy Dalton, and I'm just cracked up, and I'm thinking that would be nuts for Andy Dalton to nah, Belichick go from doesn't failure. Go Andy Dalton. I don't know. That, that might be something. Belichick. He is a system quarterback. Yeah, and he's coached. He's been coached by Marvin Lewis for the majority of his career, so he's got that sort of strictness built into him. That's true. I mean, I don't mm. know that that's the guy, but who knows? Philip Rivers made... signed a one-year contract with Indianapolis. I was oh, maybe they bring Jacoby back. They could. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe they trade with San Francisco and <laughs> get Garoppolo back, like. Belichick won it in the first place. No, I don't think San Francisco parts ways with Jimmy at this point. He just took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, true. you got you got to give him another shot. I mean, but you might say he's what cost him the Super Bowl. I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl anymore. Okay, I don't either. Nah, Super Bowl's long, but long gone. Back to it. I mean, I I think some of these networks that talk about things that are not serious yeah, like having, sports they're I, having to they, they adapt mm-hmm. and that goes back to their they their journalism graduates as well you know what i'm saying they're, they have that ability to be news people they just would rather do the sports news versus the the real news are they going to be able to sustain interest long term though because this is not a one week news story this is going to be i believe a long lasting event to the point where over summer you're gonna have to be talking about this still to a certain degree, and I don't think that it'll it'll be. Boy, I can't imagine a world where it's still evolving in July or August. It's Man, still like I, new, I really right think, now it's it's a hundred stories a day. Yeah, yeah, it is. I it, think, but that but slows like down. April fifteenth, May first. I, I think you're gonna have a reevaluation of things. I really do. What if? What if this system just works, though? What if everybody, everybody at lockdown, no restaurants? The the this doesn't work. Okay, maybe not no restaurants, but maybe there were too many restaurants to begin with. But okay, but that's sort of what the free market is, right? You can't say there can only be so many restaurants. Yeah, but you can say, God, I'm kind of sick of nothing but new restaurants. That's a free market, too, is to say, hey, instead of restaurant, restaurant, dentist, restaurant, cleaners, nail salon, I go, I don't know, restaurant, I I reduce that to half of what it is. (laughs) There's two women's nail salons in every strip mall. There's, uh, actually, there's a variation of salons. You're forgetting the tax refund place. Yeah, it's just like, that that system is, is, it's, it's antiquated. Let's spice it up a little bit. Let's have a corona testing facility on every corner. Well, we don't want them going inside, so we need to do it from their cars. That's true. So we need just, um, you know, we just need like a uh, large, uh, what do you call it, um, parking garage That's to, what just, uh, yeah. to just have to do your drive-through testing. Did you see the retail CEOs get worked in this whole thing on Friday um, in the Rose Garden of the, the White House? They had the CEOs of Walmart, Target, CVS maybe a handful of others standing behind Trump, and they all had their little 30-second clip, which was all the same thing. Like, we're here to help the American consumers. We're going to be the only ones who are keeping our... 
Okay. I don't want to get this isn't too conspiracy theory here, but yeah, if I'll they, be the judge of that. Okay, if get they ready if for they Lone close if they close everything down except for the big bads of corporate America, are we just not playing favorites even within the scope of like a global crisis? It's still corporate greed at the end of the day, right? I don't know if it's greed, but this is kind of what I was mentioning when people were up in arms about the fed releasing more money to be, you know, 1.5 trillion to be, to be lent. I mean, you, you want mom and pop places or lower non major corporate places to be able to, if they need, if they require it to be able to borrow money to stay alive during the downtime, they're closed. Not necessarily. Mom and pop shops are closed right now. If they are Mom remaining and pop open, restaurants are going to still be open no, from not. a delivery standpoint. Yes, they okay. will be from a takeout standpoint. Okay. But in why order are you for staying survive, open for three hundred dollars a day? Well, what are you going to do otherwise? You're going to go home and quarantine. Okay, so you're going to go home and quarantine. What are you going to do for money? Uh, that's where you're just going to have to kick into alternative mode or rely. Well, how do they, how do they make money? That's my business. Mm. I'm not, I'm choosing not to run my business. So how am I making money? You're, you're choosing not to run your business at the cost of putting something above running your business, which is your health and the safety yeah. of, you know, that's a nice utopic world that you're living in there, but that's not reality. Their mortgage company's going to want a mortgage payment. Then you cut that you're, off. So you, you sell your off. house? No, no, no. You say the mortgage company cannot want a mortgage payment during this time. Government's not even talking about that at this point. Well, they did it in Italy with the snap of their that's, fingers. That's Italy. It's t- not here. Okay. Why not? I don't know. Because they also have to run business, Unprecedented right? Unprecedented times count for unprecedented measures. Well, if you get it, it's one month. Okay. So the bank can stick $1.5 trillion into the market over a course of three weeks. They're doing it in $500 billion intervals. That's why the stock market isn't completely tanking every day. Well, they did another th- relief package for the stock market that's not related to this. Shocker. They're already talking about airline bailouts, cruise market bailouts, all of the, all of the shit that we could probably do with a little less. Look, if you want to... How about this as an alternative? How about you don't give the airline uh, bailouts and you force them to liquidate some of their fleet that is unused and some of the resources and assets like you would a person if they didn't have the money to pay for you uh, for their for their debt. You'd repo their car. How about we start repoing airplanes and useless hangars that are hanging out in the Boeing parking lot? So then how do you ramp back up when things ramp back up if all that's gone? That's not that's not ramping up. You're taking stuff away that was just sitting there and useless to begin with. It's, You're consolidating. It's, it's all in use right now. There's no gross uh, prior to this. There's no hangers full of airplanes not fly, flying prior to this. Yes, there are. A what month are, ago, there was not. They recycle airplanes. They they sit out like they do on car use car lots for five to ten years before they're broken apart and used for uh then that's not even part of the fleet that, that that's, not, that's the not even part of the con- that, that's that's not even i can't even believe they would be doing that they're they're seriously an american american airlines has five-year-old planes that have been sitting around for five years on some runway somewhere without in, any use whatsoever in quarantine what do you mean in quarantine well not in quarantine like uh, I, that was me being- if they're done using the plane I would imagine they get rid of the plane and it just doesn't sit somewhere. They, it sits until they sell it to some offshoot airline that picks it back up and sticks it in their fleet. So I would imagine that happens shortly after they take it out of the rotation, not five years after they take it out of the rotation. 
I always equated it to the same thing we see in car dealerships with the thousands of cars. Granted, it's not thousands of planes because planes are significantly larger, but there are dozens of planes that are unused, unchecked, that do have a cost of maintenance and sort of upkeep to them because they are... They're machines. Um, they're not new machines either. So it's not like you can let you you don't gut the plane necessarily because another airline might pick it up and just rebrand the outside of it and change the seat uh, upholstery and turn it into theirs. The airline industry, as far as I'm concerned, until they discontinue a model, they just shop around what they use. And it's not like selling like hotcakes these days. The airline industry was certainly rebounding from uh, 2001, but it wasn't, you know, just taking off, so to speak. Boeing had been hit hard pretty significantly as yeah. of late. So if there was, this is a bailout on, on, multitude, on a multitude of levels. We're basically giving away the people that just put, the, the, we're, we're, you can't get rid of planes. You better Lone Star it's Park an, me in, in here in a second. Because yeah, I'm about to... Okay, I am. Lone Star Park me, but we're about to bail out a company that at the start of the year was laughing about how they put malfunctioning airplanes into the sky that killed 300, 400, 500, 600 people. We're about to bail them out. Boeing? Yeah. Perhaps. No. You don't bail them out. You let them fail. They're not too big to fail. Perhaps somebody's got to build planes. Figure it out. Okay. Not you. The okay. airline industry. Figure it out. We don't bail. We don't keep giving the failures opportunities. You you don't. At a certain but point, they you cut. They your manufacture losses. more than just commercial airplanes. You bet. They don't do that well. They don't do the simulation stuff very well they don't do the programs that say is this plane safe yeah, to fly very yeah, their well programming is crap yes because they outsource it probably so already you got this american company that's probably doing all of that so that they can save money put that money elsewhere give their ceos bonuses and loan start parking whenever you want <laughs> <laughs> Those are the types of bailouts that need to be nah, not allowed. Just period. And the general public, I get it. No, there's no loud enough crowd that can stop Congress or the Senate from putting uh, a bill together that says we're bailing out the airline industry. But yeah, but when they bail out the airline industry, you're bailing out American Airlines, Delta, Southwest. You're not bailing out specifically Boeing. Boeing probably already has government contracts. They're probably not hurting. Maybe there shouldn't be as much air travel as there was prior to all this. Maybe we should look... Why would you take away air travel? No, you wouldn't take away. I said maybe just like restaurants. Maybe there's too much. Maybe there's too much of everything. I, I don't know. On every flight I was on, it was... Granted, I didn't fly that often, but every plane was full. Isn't this the same conundrum that... Our, our favorite guy, or one of our favorite guys from the last hundred years, Mr. DeSolo Price, came up with Price's Law. As exponential numbers increase, you just reduce the amount of quality that exists inherently because as the numbers get higher, the, the, the sample of the, the core um, square number, it dwindles. Like, you might go up 100,000 airplanes, but that just means that this amount of airplanes are actually good and in good standing. Same thing with employees. Is if your company grows and grows and grows, 
you're not really growing. You're you're diminishing your. If people want to travel and and if business continues to send people to different cities, if that that's not going away, that's not going to become less. That will become more. Everybody wants to travel. Then you're inviting this sort of happening occurring yeah, this, much more frequently. Yeah, this is the nature of the world we live in today with everybody freely traveling all over the but place. But I'm this providing part you... part of the problem with freedom. If you want to take uh-huh. everybody's freedom away and make them stay up, you got to stay in your house. No, and no. you need permission before you can leave your house. And I need you to have a special pass if you're going to drive to work. And I need a proof of your work schedule to make sure you're not just telling me a lie. Is that the society you want to live in? It's not authoritarian or or... What would you call that society? Fucked up. Mm. That's what I would call that. But what was society prior to this? We've had a free society of do what you want, kind of when you want, within a certain limit for as Some long as Some people would this... call that fucked up. It leads to disease. It leads Move. to... Move to China. That's a great place where you can live freely. But and... that's Oh, the... wait, you can't. But okay, move to Iran. That's another place that's beautifully locked down for everyone. Here, here's the problem. I don't think the cap is on the model that the U.S. has come up with. I think we can expand from the ideology that has dominated the free world, quote unquote, and is the peak of the free world. Why did we just stop there and say? This is as good as it gets. No one has said this is as good as it gets. You're telling me right now this is as good as it gets. With what? With American society prior to coronavirus, it was as good as it gets. I have not said that one bit. Okay. I've said it is what it is. Okay. And is it the best place to be in the country or in the world? Yes, I believe so. I believe this society is the best society in the world. But what's, what's stopping us from improving what the best society in the world is nothing is stopping us. okay but nothing was encouraging us before because nothing happened the only thing that happened was technological advances that made us lazier dumber sleepier and more complacent more reliant on things so putting people locking people down in a house and and not letting them go anywhere and reducing the things that they're able to do encourages what for six to eight months it encourages what it it presses it pause. It, it presses pause on ma- something months, that was spiraling out of control. Six to eight months, there will be riots in the streets. If th- This will not go six to eight months. If there are riot in the streets, riots in the streets, then people only have themselves to blame. They're the ones who choose to riot. So then, you, what you're telling me is, if there are riots in the streets... This society wasn't really all that to begin with. If they're rioting, we're, we're in the one thin line away from being in the stone. The age. rest of the world is not rioting in the streets. They're going through their lockdowns pretty okay. China, the communist, they don't they? When you grow up in an authoritarian society like that, you just do what you're told when you're told. Okay. Because if you speak up, you die. You get thrown in prison for speaking up. So you're bred that way. You're raised you that way. You get silenced for speaking up here. Not always. When do you? Who you get, gets silenced? You get made. You, you get to to be made fe- felt as if you're an outsider if you don't assimilate. If you don't go nine to five with a smile on your face, thankful for everything that you've got. 
No because one makes you do that. You want more? No one makes you do that. No one does. Cost of living makes me do that. Okay, but that's not assimilation. No one's saying you have to. No one's held a gun to your head and says that you have to do it this way right now. You can make a living. Breaking you have status a choice. quo, sir, takes time. You have a choice on what you can do to you make do, a living. You do, but choices take time. And there's mm-hmm. no time afforded to everyone in this country to make better choices. That's how people get sucked into the vacuum of redundancy and Groundhog Day. is because they never have the time. What I'm saying is the six to eight months is time. It's time to use wisely. It's time to use proactively. It's time to sit at home and learn a new skill so that you don't have to go back to your you, nine to five that you're sick and tired you of. You and I both know that will never happen. But you I, and I both know this will be time wasted on Netflix, Hulu, with the, with the HBO Go. You're right. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. They don't matter. What matters is the prices law effect. And Those and, people don't. Don't need this to get better. They're getting better without this. But they've got more time to accelerate it. Maybe. But now in, now they have time to worry. Now they have time to read every article. Now they have time to fully bone panic and get absorbed into the... They don't panic. Oh, yes, they do. They do because the people around them do and drag them into it. I, we talked about this early on this episode. People you would not normally think that would fall prey to some of this stuff are falling prey to some of this stuff. We are all lizard brain still. There is all a, like you said, fight or run, fight or flight instinct in all of us. Mm-hmm. And when you start to put us in these positions, we don't grow. We fight or we fight. There's we no, there's we no ride flight. or we run. There's no flight. Morgan, you don't have a flight option. Sure you do. Nobody has a flight option. They can't. They won't be allowed outside in the next four weeks. Why couldn't we go outside? I I don't think you're too far away, and they'll find another. There's nothing wrong with they'll outside. They'll find another terminal. No, they'll find. Uh, I'm I'm speaking about. You're telling me there aren't people right now that aren't packing up. They're absolutely shit thinking are. about going and camping somewhere, or living you, in. A, you bet there are. Right. So the flight is there. The possibility is there. And sometimes flights just run away in your mind, right? You That's just true. run away, and you just didn't. You just don't even That's look at anything. That's kind of what we it. hope people do when they turn us on. <laughs> No, we don't want them to do that. I, no, yeah, we want them to press play and we want them to escape everything that's around them and be drawn into this world. Yeah, but uh, this is an escape, bro. This is more of the same of of coronavirus esque. Now you're just we listening to two guys argue about. We it. haven't said the word <laughs> coronavirus in at least times. twenty minutes. <laughs> they could have named it a little better, but well, it's COVID nineteen. Right. People just won't let it. Go because it was coronavirus for so long. I keep I, I keep going. I'm gonna start it to call it COVID nineteen. Yeah, COVID nineteen. Call it going COVID nineteen. And then COVID. Every, why is it COVID right twenty yet? Yeah, right. I mean, we are in 2020. I should say it's not proven that they have multiple strains. I'm. I, there is an article. Is. I don't know that it's proven. There's an article that says that yes, this is very likely, but it's not clinically proven yet. But yeah, I, there's. Has your brain gone to? Any conspiracy theories with this? No, not really. I mean, it's well. I mean, viruses technically happen. it has because, in fact, uh, it's believed that RNA were the first living organisms on planet Earth. Uh, so yeah. So I mean, then maybe they're just taking what's theirs. Could be. I mean, you don't survive for four million years, or or if you're believing other things, four thousand years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, Four thousand years. Uh, you know, you know, you don't. Um, you know, you have you don't seen, survive that long. 
I'll give this, maybe I just haven't been probing the depths of the internet enough, but I will give this. You really want to change things? Yeah. Turn the internet off for six months. Let's see what happens. Oh, man. Well, now you're talking about pandemonium. Um, Because if you turn the internet off for one hour in the midst of a crisis like this, then you have no idea the sort of panic that's happening. You literally don't have an idea because you can't check the internet to see what's going on. Turn the internet off and... Why are all cell phones to only be da- to to only be uh, text and phone only? Don't let you surf the web on your cell phones. Let's see what happens after two weeks. So I was thinking about that. That's a good point, uh, and it could it could occur because well, if you take a look at w- the way Facebook and Google are behaving in the last couple of days, their algorithms are a little off uh, because, and this has been attributed to the reduction in personnel that is on site in San Francisco. In Google headquarters and Facebook, the ones who are whose jobs are to daily monitor this, they're transitioning from uh, in office to at home. So maybe they're just not 100 percent there because at the same time, they've had to prepare for a city lockdown in San Francisco uh, that's going to last for three weeks. I've got a couple of boots on the ground there that say they're still walking around town without any care or consideration. They certainly can't go to cafes or restaurants, but essential um, going out for essential goods is still allowed, so that's kind of weird. Like if you're, or, or if you're, if a law enforcement guy stops you, you just say, "I'm out for essential goods," right? And you get a pass. I guess so. I don't know how they're how they would um, police that anyway. It's not a quarantine in my book. You you weld people's doors shut like you did in Wuhan. <laughs> no, you you don't have to. Maybe if you had sports going, you could. But uh, with no sports, holy cow, this is a, you want to hear a conspiracy That's why I'm theory I just came up with four on, weeks. on the spot? Yeah. No sports, right? Six, six weeks ago, we said, why don't we turn the stadiums into hospitals? Maybe they shut sports down because they're going to have to. I don't know. I don't know that it would be that, that well, prevalent. Hospitals are going to get overrun. Yeah, probably. So, logically, large arenas and major metros become your next go-to. That's what the movies say. Yeah, movies may have that wrong. Coordinated response. You got to think ahead. I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm giving the government too much credit here in thinking ahead. Certainly, they can't say we're shutting down all the sports because we're going to need to use the arenas as hospitals. Well, the government, months. the government really didn't shut down the sports, right? The sports were shutting down before the government started saying, "Hey, we can't have venues that have maybe, this many people." Maybe, maybe the government made some phone calls. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's a, it's a stretch. Again, I hope that in two months' time all the major arenas aren't filled up with intensive care patients. According to some of the statistics we're reading, they very well could be if, if 10 times 10 million people get infected. If all the cancer patients, the existing cancer patients get corona and all the existing heart disease people get corona. Diabetes. It could get ugly really quick. Uglier than Italy, that's for sure. I don't know. Only because we have more people, I guess. Italy's got 30 million in the entire yeah. country, which is New York and L.A. like and surrounding areas of mm, those probably. places. Okay, um, so domino effect. San Francisco is the first city to quarantine. Uh, San Francisco, Oakland, Bay Area. First city to shut down. They call it um, shelter from home. Shelter in place. Sorry, not shelter from home. Same thing. It's like this new terminology that was drafted up very quickly to 
lower the panic level. People pay attention to words. They really do. If you say quarantine in place in San Francisco and Oakland for three weeks, people panic. If you say shelter in place, people panic a little less. Yeah, I don't know. This is Hey, let's give some props to our guest from five episodes ago. Chris. He said, all people care about is food, water, and shelter. And sure enough, five weeks later, that's all people got is food, water, and shelter. So let's play the domino effect game real quick. So how do you shelter in place when the restaurants are open uh, for takeout? Non-essentials. They've cut that off in San Francisco. Restaurants will be limited to takeout and delivery only. So that tells me that restaurants are still allowing takeout. So how is that shelter in place? Is that? I honestly believe that they just throw these stupid words out there for you uh, to make you believe that it's something more than it is. Is that in San Francisco? Yeah, this is the San Francisco article that I'm reading. San Francisco residents required to stay in home amid coronavirus pandemic. Mm-hmm. Until Tuesday, April 7th. But in this article, it says grocery stores, pharmacies, banks, gas stations will remain open. Well, those are essentials. Are they? But if I'm sheltering in place, I yeah. can still go get takeout from the restaurant? That's shelter in place? It's because the food is the... That's is what's it, happening here. Food is an essential. And it's not called shelter in place Well, here. it's not happening quite here in Dallas yet. Why, do you, why not? Because you can go to gatherings of 25 people or less. You can't no, do that in San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know that any place is allowing any. What place would get? No, nobody in San Francisco can go to work in their office buildings. That may be the only difference. That's a hell of a difference. But then uh, I guess so. No, no. Uh, During during normal business hours, the only places that are staying open are the essentials. Homeless residents are exempt from this order, so you got homeless walking around the streets. Um, San Francisco mayor has turned a couple of local hotels into homeless shelters. Uh, That might have been that might have been something old that you're looking at. Maybe. Uh, but we don't need to. Ver- we, hey, we're going to do another seek episode. We're shel- seek shelter. Good That's news, great. everyone. We're hey, doing an episode. If you tomorrow. got a job, stay in your house. If you're homeless, eh, just walk the streets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, whatever you say. I, actually, Who's next? Los Angeles. I. I don't. Know. What happens in L.A. when they go into three week lockdown mode? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know that it'll hold very well in San Francisco. What happens for three in Philadelphia weeks? when you start lifting? I I, again, you're going to start to hit areas that are just going to be like, yeah, no, no, we're not doing that, or yeah, we can't do that. Then is local law enforcement with nothing else to do? Because think about how crime drops because of this. They're already saying they're they're already lifting crime in certain areas. I don't want shit to turn into yeah. the purge out there very quickly, but. Every major municipality uh, in in the U.S., law enforcement has been advised not to bring petty crime in to prison. If you're walking around with an ounce of pot on you in a place where it's not legal, you're not going to jail for it. Shit, if you burglarize a vehicle, you're not going to jail for it. Petty theft, petty robbery, not going to jail for it. So... What is the does that mean that the law enforcement is being sort of shifted to pay more attention to people that break quarantine? No, it's just reducing the risk of adding people to that your officers come in contact with from contracting coronavirus, which they probably already have at this point, (laughs) honestly. And it's and then it's you know, you read stories about prison systems uh, being overrun with coronavirus, like you know, like uh, Iran had a story today of. 
85,000 prisoners being released or something crazy. Um, I want to leave folks on a cliffhanger because we will be here tomorrow doing the same thing. So it's not too long of a cliffhanger. But you opened this episode, and for the most part, man, I applaud you. You have uh, really made me contemplate your theory on everybody walking around with it already considerably. Seriously. Or not everybody. You know that can't be true. Because there's 400, 500 million Americans. Perhaps, but for us in the DFW area, Mm -hmm. with a major international airport, and with the fact that people have probably been going in and out of this airport since probably mid-January... I I would say mid-January, simply because, like you will bring up, the 5 million people that were allowed to like kind of leave, some of those people came through our airport, right? Absolutely. And if we're going on the basis that the flu that was happening in November and December in China was truly coronavirus, misidentified coronavirus, then we might even could say that by Christmas, stuff was hitting here. So we can for sure say February 1st, right? right? But it's probably before then. And with everything being so, with so much asymptomatic, with so much five days before you start to show symptoms, with all of this stuff, it's just so hard to believe if it really spreads as fast as everybody says it spreads, and there's no reason to doubt that at this point, um, then uh, there's no way we're not already exposed. There's just no way. Okay. I, strangely am going to propose the opposite of that. And over the next 24 hours, we can ruminate on both options being viable. And we can see what we can come up with. I think that these quarantine measures being slowly rolled out are because there are a significant amount of people who are walking around with it. 50,000 to 100,000. But... Folks are banking on the fact that by quarantine and bringing them back into the households, everybody gets it so that herd immunity kicks in. That's that's possible. Because... I believe there's the, already some level of immunity for probably a majority of us. What they're doing in the UK is they're saying, we're going to limit the business's usual impact and we're just going to say, bring it on and get us infected as much as, as you can so that we can build an immunity to it naturally. The dangerous side of that is that there's no guarantee that that occurs right. and it doesn't just cripple the entire population. Now, what what the U.S. seems to be doing, in my opinion, is is quietly going with that as the as the route. I think they are getting some advice or not advice, but they're looking at what's going on in the U.K. and and they're saying, OK, let's. They're trying to build a, a melting pot of a plan for themselves because they want it to be the best ones, they the, the best plan, the best contingency. At the end of the day, they want to come out of this as being the ones who handled it right so that they can sort of be the model for the world. That's the American way at the end of the day. It is. Okay, so what, what, they're, what they're wanting to do, in my opinion... If they're not already, if everybody's not infected, and you've given me a lot to think about, they could very well be. But if there's only like 150,000 people walking around that are infected, if the rollout of cities that goes into lockdown is like strategic week after week after week, and eventually like the Midwest and Dallas, for example, in two to three weeks is just 
in San Francisco's position for long term. And what you've effectively done is you've brought all the disease that's out there indoors into the family units, and then it is is forcibly spread. Like it's impossible to not Perhaps. be on everybody. Yeah, you could look at it. That and way. then you sort of you you get everybody um, subjected to it, so that you don't run the risk of letting everybody back out and then the whole thing kicking back on because that is a legit risk, right? Reinfection. So if well, you don't, if you do business perhaps, as usual, but we don't really know, but it'd be limited. It'd be less. Reinfection is going to be less and it's probably going to be less severe. Well, let's just talk about that. Um, if you, if you don't do anything of what we're suggesting and if you don't believe either of our uh, points of view from it and you, your suggestion is keep business as usual and get it back get back to business as usual as soon as possible then what you're doing potentially is reintroducing healthy people who've been on quarantine for 6 to 8 weeks into a population of people that may still have the lingering effects and then they get reinfected and then the whole thing collapses back down again so yeah there's there's this is a multifaceted deal so it's very interesting and i think those are the three those Maybe our audience can help us out here. Uh, maybe our audience can help us out. And over the next 24 hours, they've got a, a time limit. 24 hours. Tick, tick, tick. Like the uh, like the Jack Bauer 24 dial. They... <laughs> oh, man. I, I love that thing. That was my, uh, that was my ringtone for a while. Mm. So our audience has 24 hours to put out ideas out there of, of what could really be going on. But I think that based on our two interpretations... Mixed with the middle of that being, yeah, that's the only three you could have. Either everybody's infected, either half the population's infected, or either a very low amount is infected. Those are really the, the only three. Yeah, and I think the low amount, I think we have to know that's got to be ruled out. Simply because... Low amount, though, is 150K. Which is, right now, we're reporting 5,000. That's the low amount. Well, that and that's because we're way behind with testing. Yes. Once we ramp up the testing, man, that number is going to jump and jump significantly very quickly, I think. Is the rest of the world sugarcoating this then? Because why is the U.S. going to bear the brunt of this numerically? I think probably because of we have a more open society to... Um, I mean, how many other countries Invite will allow... Well, not that, but but just how many countries have so many differing opinions and perspectives in a in a situation where we're not shooting each other, right? Where we, even though, you know, it, it seems it's very frustrating at times that you know certain newspapers have a certain slant, liberal or conservative. Um, at least you have papers on both sides of the fence that you can kind of look at, right? Yes, and and even though they hate each other. Uh, that's why I think in America it's going to be more open because there's going to be the constant debate between the two political parties, especially in an election year. I think you're going to have a less chance of them it getting was an election year. Of them, that's true. Well, I think that'll still happen some way. But I don't know. That's like uh, maybe that's like we'll the finally NBA vote debate. online, which is what we should have been doing from the beginning. But I understand you're worried about. Stone. I understand you. You're worried about hacking and all that stuff uh, and think legitimate of all the stuff. Good but, stuff that can come out. But of this. holy crap, would it be just so easy? Um, are Are we getting close to the end here? I have one thing before we end the show well, that's that a deep I want. Question, to. sir. Well, you for want me this get episode, my asteroid theory. Lone Star Park is closed, bro. All right. We do have tomorrow. Okay. But I, I did want to end with 
Okay, so I've kind of argued back with and forth with you here a little bit about people not making use of the time that they're going to have. Yeah. Now, I I will encourage people as to to seek things out. Right, find articles, little articles. I do this without having the extra time. And so, and, and I'm just going to give you an example here. So I ran around across an article, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the way you're looking at me here. Um, the zoo reveals that Komodo dragon hatchlings have no father. <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, I thought, well, Darth Vader's their father. Oh, but anyway, gosh. Uh, <clears throat> so here you had a female Komodo dragon paired with a male Komodo dragon. The zookeepers do not see them actually get together but the female lays eggs and as it turns out it's a thing called uh let me find the word for it here um and it's going to be a tough word for me to pronounce uh parthenogenesis parthenogenesis i think you hit that on the head and essentially uh in the creation of the eggs they fertilize themselves and when they did a dna test on the three young Komodos that were born from the eggs, they do not have any DNA from the male. So all the DNA is just from the mother for those three offspring. That's an interesting story in itself. But what this led me down is, what is this parthenogesis? Parthenogesis. And holy crap, is that a rabbit hole to go down when you start to learn a bunch of stuff? Because the first thing I thought is, could this happen in humans? Mm. And uh, actually it's not yet been proven that it has I'm happened. sure with the CRISPR technology. And, well, they are talking about scientifically, can we create this? And they're in stem, this actually goes into some stem cell research. But I found a little piece that was a little bit interesting that essentially um, they did have, they've had a couple of these that, and it's that the chimera effect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where um, the egg... Uh, is partially fertilized with the male DNA. Like it started its development, but then uh, then it starts to get fertilized. And so uh, as they have it happening here, so uh, the unfertilized cells eventually uh, duplicate their DNA, boosting their chromosomes to 46. When the unfertilized cells hit a developmental block, the fertilized cells took over and developed the tissue. Uh-huh. So... The boy, when he was born, had an asymmetrical facial features, learning difficulties, but was otherwise healthy. Okay. Uh, So this would uh, make him parthenogenetic. So you're... So... Chimera. So he has two DNA, depending on where you take the DNA. Sounds like intelligent design from... from But this is occurring... Cellular level. Kind of, but it's kind of a... It's a a naturally occurring thing that when you start to dig into it, it happens in insects. It happens in spiders. It happens in... It, they've been able to clinically do it in mice. It's a crazy rabbit hole. And this is how you learn about weird things no one else is into. Just saying. I, there are interesting rabbit holes that where you can broaden your, uh, hey, I'm going to, ha- there might be one trivia question next time I'm playing Trivial Pursuit where this gets has answered. something, you know, learning a little bit about different stuff. It's weird how that article took me to this article, took me to this article. I know a lot of people do that mm. with YouTube. But I would encourage people when you're using this time and you see a weird article and you see something in it that's when you're odd, not listening to us, right? Dive into it because at some point we're going to get to talk about this stuff in like full deeply. blown episodes. Hopefully, I, I agree. Yeah, there's um, you mentioned it already. There's a uh, there's a lot of stuff that that got put on halt because of this, and 
maybe our task should be to figure out ways to work it back in. Because I do think that the the COVID-19, see, I did it that time. Awesome. The, the COVID-19 discussion, it opens up a realm of discussions. It is a catalyst event that comes in, a, in once in a lifetime that can be used by the people who understand it and are willing to dedicate the time to dig deep into the tangential sort of resolves that come from it. It just, it is what it is. 9-11 led to a lot of changes. 9-11 was a one-day event. This is going to be a multi-week 9-11 without the big booms. And there might be some big booms, so to speak. There might be some larger events within the large event that occur. People have to be prepared for those, whether they're on a personal level or on a community level. There just might be those. Right. I just cannot wait to have multiple meanderings through this whole thing. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. Fucking Lone Star Park. Closed. I know it's upsetting. Can I talk about my asteroid theory now? No. Manana. Yeah. Save that for tomorrow. Hours. Yeah, you know, it's gold, bro. Beep. Save it for tomorrow. Bye. Beep. Boop. That was my Jack Bauer 24 counter. It's terrible. <laughs>